listening to 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. John's feeling sick, so he sits this one out. So Scott and I are alone. Well, alone in that we are two people. If you enjoy the 9to5 Entertainment System and want more of it, I suggest you go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the 90s Deluxe level of support. That means you will get access to Garbage Time, which is a companion podcast that we release the Friday after each and every 90s. On this week's garbage time we will talk about the 25 worst possibly worst superhero movies ever made but on this episode the main episode the episode you're listening to right now scott and i take a look at the situation going on in ukraine uh you know we're very misinformed about it so take everything we say with a grain of salt then we run through aew revolution we also we both watch spider-man no way home so we talk about that too and we touch a little bit on what's going on with the montreal canadians uh all this and more on 90s sit back relax enjoy the show love you He got COVID, so he's he not here. Sickness. He got the sickness. He got the sickness. He uh, he he's saying that his body uh, feels like unlike any other sickness that he's ever experienced before. But I think that I kind of had a little bit of that last fall when I got the regular flu, and like I know, or at least I assume it was a regular flu since I had a negative PCR test when I got the flu. Like the first time you get sick in two years, feels pretty shitty. <laughs> John did say, though, there was there was something different between your experience and his, that he was bitten by that um, drifter in the fogs of the night last night. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, left a, a mark that turned the skin around the, the wound black, so. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's a good sign. It's probably not COVID. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's a, maybe he has Morbius disease. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be just perfect that The Walking Dead just starts now? <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? What an exhausting couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, we're really, we're really turning the corner for uh, with the with this COVID thing. Everybody's like, science is saying, even like the science is saying we can reopen and whatever else, and, and all that stuff is is like seems to be pointed in the in the right direction. They're like, mm, let's kick off World War Three. Right? So disheartening. Did you hear that apparently China had put pressure on Putin to wait until the Olympics were over? (laughs) So my theory about the gold medal game is not entirely wrong. No, there was actual, like, diplomatic discussions. It's like, hey, 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 just wait. Wait. We're doing some stuff on TV right now. Jeez. It, did you hear that uh, Saturday Night Live made the joke about like like Lindsey Graham? So Lindsey Graham was joke. well. Lindsey Graham was like the Russians should probably just assassinate him. Like the Russian people should do it. Like it, we're not like what like they should just do that. And uh, Colin Jost was just sort of like this was a disgusting, inhumane, horrible example of all of us kind of having to go. Lindsey Graham might be right. Yep. <laughs> He's like, tastes bad. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Why do I have to sort of deal with that? 
Oh man, even I don't know. I mean, hope hopefully, I the the headline I read like headline I read that there was a little bit of progress today in the the the, the talks in Belarus, which I guess is more than nothing. Like the fact that the fact that like the Russian yeah. diplomats are even still showing up as, I mean, like is this a tenuous thread? Sure, but like apparently even some of the oligarchs are like, hey, they took our yachts. Yeah, but but I'm going to throw some downers on this one. Uh, one of the things that the Russians proposed to the the Ukrainians was we will guide you, we will give safe passage for, for refugees. And then it was revealed that all of these paths of safe passage led right into either Russia or Belarus. Neat. Right. We, yeah. we, will, we will take all the refugees and, and hold them ourselves. The, it, a bunch, the refugees will be in one concentrated area in something what something you'd call a camp. Like camp a, is fun. Like a like a a camp, but like a, a condensed camp, like a a concentrated camp. Ah, oh, that makes me think of orange juice. Yeah, exactly. Like orange juice camp. You yeah. know? <laughs> we'll just we'll just set up orange juice camps all around Belarus. Just awful. Oh. Get out of here. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, yeah, no. That, it's it's pretty bad. But back to Morbius. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what universe does it take place in? The Venom one. But did I read this correct that like people have said that they hear Michael Keaton's voice? As like Vulture? Someone like people have apparently like pinpointed that in the trailer, so I was like, "What now?" Okay, weird. Yep, I don't know. Yeah, but it's a Sony film. It's the Venom verse. Yeah, but that's it. But they've now. I mean, like you're, you know about No Way Home, right? I watched it. Oh, you watched No Way Home? Hooray! So we can talk about No Way Home. Yeah, take that, John. So, um. I mean, now that they established that there are three Spider Verses and a Venom Verse, like and and no, Venom. no Way Home touches all all three Sony Verses. Yep. So whatever that means, although people have now hypothesized that the Garfield Verse might be the Venom Verse. Okay. Why? So, well, just apparently that he's not in that version, but it was just like. Uh, there's like a line of dialogue or something where it said like he did that he he might just not be in New York City. Like yeah. and some people are like, oh, so if 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 Peter Parker is not in New York City, that would allow Venom to have existed without it, and now they can cross them back in. And they can... no, the Garfield verse definitely says he hangs out on the Empire State Building. No, but like right now, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But they're saying that Peter Parker is not in the like P- Peter Parker in 2022. Andrew Garfield is not in New York City. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know he's in New York City in the first two films. I'm saying that, but they're like, some fans have pointed to the idea that like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is not in New York City in 2022. Okay. So they, they could go that way and, and fix things up, which I think would be probably not the worst. Like, he was pretty good as Spider-Man still in the new Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, he had the most emotionally resonant scene in the whole movie for me. Which was when he saved MJ. Yeah, I was yeah. genuinely like, oh, oh, yeah. and, and it, it I... looked it looked very emotive from his part too. Like he understood what just happened. Yeah, and you know because he couldn't 
do it to Gwen. So exactly, yeah, like it's rough. The also, I'm like, man, poor Tom Holland Spider Man. Most Spider Man get to hang on to like one or the other, but now he's already lost Uncle Ben. Like we know what happened off screen, but yeah. he already lost Uncle Ben. Now they're like, yeah, but we didn't film that, so here you go, twist the knife. You lose Aunt May, but I'm like, yeah, but he'd already lost Uncle Ben. That's, that's like Alfred taking Bruce to go see Zorro to help get over the death of his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh man, yeah, no, I I liked it a lot. I wish I had um, seen it like earlier in the hype train. Like, so much things got like kind of spoiled for me and and whatever else. And well, I was very good about spoilers. Like, did you not know that there were going to be multiple Spider-Men? No, I knew that. Yeah. But I knew that almost from the start. Yeah, that that was like the worst kept secret. But it was still cool, like, how it, pay, pay, how it played out. Yeah. Like, also, and I mean, it's one of those things, too, where I guess magic is always hard to, like, unravel, right? When they're like, oh, the whole world has forgotten about Peter Parker at the end of the thing, right? Or, or for, right. yeah, has, has forgotten Peter Parker. And I'm like... Does the magic erase, like, cell phone pictures? Or are you like, wow, crazy that my phone has all these pictures of this stranger on it. Weird. I'm, like, smiling and kissing him. Instagram's nutty. Magic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a reality reset. No, 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 but he doesn't. That was the whole point. He, like, he very much, Strange says very, very clearly, we're not altering reality. We're not going back in time. We're altering memories. Mm-hmm. Right, he's like, remember that party, Wong? Wong's like, no, and he's like, exactly, and like, so he says it very clearly that he's like, he's altering the collective consciousness. But I'm like, but then there'll still be physical evidence. You'll see a newspaper from yesterday that says Peter Parker is Spider Man. You'll be like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like footage of JJ, like JJJ online, scrambling it. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I get it, magic. Like, I mean, but, yeah, you pretty much just have to go magic. Yeah, so that I, which I, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the the science based Spider Man villains being like magic isn't real. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's ridiculous. ridiculous. And and I think the 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 biggest laugh I think that I that came out of me was just so like where where am I? You're in a wizard's dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Yep," <laughs> like, and how and how wild that would sound to Otto Octavius. Yep, <laughs> you're trapped in a wizard's dungeon. Uh I don't know. I think my favorite was even crazier. Harry Osborne, Norman Osborne, going. I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah, just rehashing that. Just looking absolutely bananas. Yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, he's a great, uh, like, <laughs> Willem Dafoe is such a perfect Norman Osborn. Like, I love that they fixed the problem from the Sam Raimi films, where in his second appearance, he's just like, this mask is stupid, smash. <laughs> exactly. But I'll, uh, although, I mean, I guess the problem with that is that he then just wears a hood kind of like Hobgoblin. But like, but his face looks so much like Green Goblin's face without the mask that it's like, it's fine. Right. <laughs> just, just. Creepy smiling, I, Willem Dafoe pretty much looks like Green Goblin's face. That was the big crime from the first movie: is that they covered up his ability to emote while he was playing a maniac. 
Yeah, exactly. It was a, a plus. Yeah, no, I like I liked everything. I thought it was uh, the bromance stuff between the Spider Men was was hilarious and great. Yeah. Toby being like old man Spider Man, being like I'm back. <laughs> it doesn't get West Wing and really takes its toll. I'm like, yeah, it would <laughs> like portion strength of a spider, but still like the bones of a dude. Hey, you got to do some yoga. Yeah, remember to crack your back. <laughs> and that was Garfield, Andrew Garfield also just being like, I, I haven't even, I haven't fought an alien. I haven't been to space. I'm the lamest one. <laughs> also, the the, the cold hard Spider Man, where he's like, I love you guys, and they're like, cool. <laughs> they don't say it back. <laughs> I was like, that's so mean. Do you know that line was ad libbed? Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. It was not in the script. That's why they looked so confused. <laughs> and then they just cool. Yeah. <laughs> Go about their day. <laughs> That's great. And apparently uh, and the worst is uh did you hear the the the, the, the gut wrenching Charlie Cox story? Mm, no. So he had heard like from the premieres and stuff like that that there were like cheers when, when Matt Murdoch showed up. Right. Right. So he's like, he's like, he and his wife, like legit snuck into a theater, like I think on like the Sunday or whatever. So it was, it was opening weekend, like to try to like film him seeing that reaction. And it's just like crickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's just like, uh... <laughs> he's like, no, what, what a bummer. Like, <laughs> I want to go in and see my scene, Spider-Man. I heard people like pop for it. Nothing. (laughs) Zero. There was even, so we saw, I I mean, and I guess, I think we saw the, we saw the first Tuesday, the first cheap Tuesday that theaters reopened in Quebec. Right. Which is like, I'm like, which is like borderline given how the theaters shut down, like borderline the first Tuesday following the premiere, like for Quebec. (laughs) Like the way yeah, was, there was not a lot of um, GP Tuesdays available here for that movie. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So there was there was like a, a legit like like a couple of like woo like when like Matt Murdock was was there. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's that's nice. It was that I think that was that was uh, and like I had heard Charlie Cox was like in and around and stuff, but like I didn't know if Spider Man was one of the ones that he was in. So it was like. Not fully spoiled, like it wasn't shocking, mm-hmm. but I was like, I didn't know that he was in this or if he was in something else or whatever because I had heard that he was like, re- like filming and reprising the role, or whatever. Yeah, but... that one was spoiled for me because I was reading stuff about Hawkeye. I was so mad. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you're like now that Daredevil's back, it just makes sense that Kingpin's back. It was more like Kingpin's back, and so is Daredevil, and I was like, oh, damn it, not even, damn it, yeah. Anyway, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was. Uh, I, I will, so where do you? I don't know. If, I guess we can maybe wait till John comes here to like fully rank it at some mm-hmm. point. But I was gonna say like, where does it fit? I was like, I kind of see it maybe cracking my like top five MCU movies. Like, because hmm. I don't, I don't have the like a uh, the the love on for the Avengers. I was like, it's it's behind Ragnarok. And it's behind Guardians 1, for sure. So I was like, that's like, it's not getting past either one of those. And then I'm like... I also really like um, Cap 2, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And 
I really like Black Panther, and I really like Civil War. Yeah, I'd probably put Black Panther rounding out my three. And I would probably put Spider-Man above those other ones, definitely. And I, I put it above both Avengers and stuff like that. Like, I, I, care, I care more about three Peter Parkers than I do most of the Avengers. I will say it does what I liked about the Avengers movies, which was take a huge cast and give them all enough time to do their thing without any of them feeling really... Even, like, it had, like, a better Sandman arc than Sandman did. Yeah. In the, in the previous movies. Like, I was just like, I was like, yeah, like, Sandman's more of a fleshed-out character. He just got... Where, where does Sandman even pop in? Did he throw, was he, like, thrown into the... The bad third Venom movie, where he didn't need to be there, and it should have been Venom and Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was Hobgoblin, Sandman, and... Venom. Venom. Toby, uh, not Toby, uh, what's his name? Uh, Topher. Topher. Yeah, to- Topher, Topher Grace, Grace whoever the guy who plays Sandman is, and... Uh, Aiden Church. Aiden Church, and then, uh, what's his name? The cancelled guy, James yeah. Franco. James Franco. Yeah. That movie should have been... Uh, Harry Osborn is the bad guy, and uh, Topher Grace gets bullied around. Yeah, like a tease. And, like like you could have had a, cl- a, a post-credit Venom tease. Yeah, the other... Eddie Brock gets bullied, and um, Spider-Man gets infected with the black symbiote. Harry finds out. Spider-Man fights Harry way too hard, because he's got the black symbiote. Hurts his friends. Saves Harry... Or Harry goes through some trauma that makes him forget his father was a goblin and, and Peter was Spider-Man. And then the symbiote crawls off and meets Eddie in the post credit scenes. Eddie. I want to That would have been the perfect movie. Because the whole, the whole movie is about... The whole trilogy is about Peter and Harry. Yeah, exactly. And no, they made it all with the Sandman and Venom and just so crowded and stupid. Very dumb. Because, yeah, because that's it. Because what people were trying to figure out is how did Venom get pulled in? Right? If the rules are anyone who knew, anyone who knows Peter Parker's identity has a risk of getting pulled, pulled into this, into this reality because the spell misfired. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was why people are saying, like, there's got to be a Spider-Man in the Venomverse. And possibly who but there hasn't been. Well, right. And possibly who wore the symbiote suit, because then the symbiote would know. Right. So that's the... That's the theory, is that there's, like... Even though the Venom movie kind of implies that he gets it first. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can retcon uh, it. Did you that's see... what they're saying. They were, like, they were like, Eddie doesn't know, but the symbiote could know. Right? Did you see Let There Be Carnage? But I have not. Me neither. I want to. Apparently it's, like, it's a wacky... I mean, I'm all for Woody Harrelson going crazy. But... Yeah, exactly. And and even and also like the Tom Hardy and Venom. I like, it's it's super like it's a weird thing that I just I, I uh, spoilers for Garbage Time. I looked up just a random list of the top twenty five or the bottom twenty five uh, comic book movies ever made. Ooh, I've seen lots of those. <laughs> Probably exactly. So that'll be Garbage Time footage, uh, but. The the Venom verse is like it like harkens back to it like that the time of bad superhero movies mm-hmm. but like kind of just somehow does it better like I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying you like that movie way more than I did but I'm not saying it's like actively good I'm just saying like it has that like that weird like 90s aesthetic 
and like it just doesn't like really make a ton of sense like like venom is completely bonkers like the venom voice is insane and venom's like desires and motives are completely insane do you know just how like... rare it is in film for you to say this movie is objectively bad but i like it against me i could probably That's right like it, it's it's weird and backwards it's a, I, I definitely maybe because i don't know but i it might also just be because i like i watched i watched venom like after having read the like the the black suit saga, so like it it's something about the movie like encapsulates like the shitty McFarlane art, <laughs> like it, like somehow like taps into that same like shitty sketching, <laughs> like garbage nineties art, and then they're yeah. like, but make it a movie, like yeah. That's kind of I mean I get it I'm kind of into Morbius for that reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to see Mobius the, the vampire just because I want to see that dumb Jared Leto going way too far. Yeah, for sure. He's just gonna like, and that's the other thing too is the Venom versus just people chewing up dialogue. Like, they're like, let's get every like, like I mean, like don't get me wrong, like wherever they they get sent back to or whatever else, like get 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 Willem Dafoe in there, man. Like he can just, you know what? You were too restrained as Goblin. Go. I, Go harder. I heard in a press junket that I think it was Andrew Garfield was like, Willem Dafoe was not cast in the movie. He showed <laughs> up one day. <laughs> he just no one had the heart to tell him, and you know, this is go. what we got. <laughs> That's great. That's what that apparently there's like an active group chat of the three Spider Men. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, every now and then there's like, hey guys, what's up? And just like, and then just like, shoot the shit on Messenger for a bit. That's perfect. There should be. Yeah. Uh, and then I mean, I guess, and so does, uh, and I guess they they op- they pave the way for an MCU Venom also, right? Yeah, because that one obviously is not from that world, so he got sucked away, and they left a drop of the black goo in the yep in the world. They don't even need to explain it. Yeah. It's just there. Where'd it come from? And it's going to be uh, Danny Rojas from uh, from Ted Lasso. What? Where so the well, the bartender, the, just the bartender in that scene is Danny uh-huh. Rojas. So he's like the closest guy for the symbiote to grab onto. Okay. And every, and everyone was like, "Why would you cast? Why would you cast a real, an actual actor as the bartender in that scene? If you weren't nah, going to like, just because he was around." What was he? Why was how was he around? Where was that scene shot? Jersey. Was it? I thought it was somewhere tropical. Uh, no, I was... wanted to go skinny dipping. Let's go skinny dipping, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Jersey. It was just some like, like a like a like a, t- a tiki bar in Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants to go like, like that wants... place we went to in Long Island. Yeah. I'm not, tiki bars could be anywhere, man. Uh, <laughs> but he just wants to swim in the East River, like that's a pretty venom thing to do, for sure. Anyway, I thought it was good. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I guess like put put some more thought into it, but like probably one of the best, one of the definitely on the high end of the MCU stuff. I'm a sucker for fan service done well, and again, especially having seen the Matrix, where yeah. it was such a brutal example of fan service failing that 
you know, when you do it well and you do it just right, and it wasn't just fan service of Spider-Man, it was fan service of the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and, and also, and and like giving the character, and like not just a, not just like member-verse stuff either. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like remember, like, you're like, no, like Tobey Maguire was playing, like there was actual acting and emotional resonance or whatever, and like these people are like, yeah, these are, we've all lost stuff and whatever else and, and this and that, and but like, they're still also all like, charming peter parker which is like fun yeah <laughs> you know like like they're n- none of them are like the grizzly one or whatever they're like no we're all just we're all that same guy kind of like there were different versions of the same like bubbly nerd guy yeah i mean we already had that in into the spider-verse we didn't need a you know nick cage as noir spider-man for this one <laughs> for this one for, for this cage. one he's Soon. coming up <laughs> exactly he's coming uh, what was the other thing that I? Uh, they also just uh, Garfield and and Holland being like, oh, like when when Toby has like the, <laughs> the, the natural shooters, the natural webbing, and they're just like asking him like, Can, what, does, does it come out shoot out of any, anywhere? Does it come out of anywhere else? <laughs> yeah, correct. <clears throat> Questions uh, asked and answered. Yeah. Well, I told you. I'm sure I even talked about it on the show. That that was one of my favorite moments in the Spider Verse comic. Where, like, oh. like two or three, like two Spider-Man, like, whoop, like hop over and like seat covered refilled their cartridges, and they're like, "Man, do you see that some of these guys don't need web shooters?" <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, "That's crazy." They're like, "Did you see the one who looks like the guy from Seabiscuit?" They're like, "Did you see the one who looks like the guy from the Social Network?" <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nuts. Jump back into the fray. <laughs> Uh, yeah, would would watch again. I see, uh, and tomorrow, tomorrow night, which will be mm-hmm. two days ago, as when you're listening to this, listener, I'm going to go see The Batman. I heard it's good. I also heard it's three hours long. Yep. I did not know that when I bought the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, it's an 8.30 showing. I'm like, it's going to let out at midnight <sighs> after trailers and stuff. Uh... <laughs> yeah. That's that's a big old long movie. Yeah, and so the 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 thing that I've heard though is that what's not say wild, but they were like it's two hours and fifty minutes of mostly Batman. Like like they're like there's very little Bruce Wayne stuff. Like Bruce Wayne is like window dressing. Like it is part of the storyline, part of whatever. But like a lot of it is like a like Batman's in the cape and cowl for like. Let's say a good a good two hours of the two hours and fifty minutes kind of thing. Like, just, at least I'm and everybody at least like the couple of people who I know personally who've seen it. They're like, there's definitely fat to trim, but it's not like you're like it's not just sort of like oh cool like a fun like like all of this time of Batman dating someone or whatever or Bruce Wayne dating someone. They're like it's all even the stuff like that you trim would still probably be Batman content, but you're not like it's not like filler. Yeah. Bruce Wayne personal life stuff that's like you're like get to the get to the crime fighting uh, but I guess uh I guess we'll see how it goes I'm I'm interested yeah, yeah. What you, you, <laughs> you just you just zoned out there for a second Scott you were like hmm Batman I mean I, I want to see it uh I'm not going to be able to see it for a little while and uh, the one thing I heard is that it's a mystery and that's my favorite Batman thing. Like my favorite Batman movie is mask of the phantasm mm-hmm. because that's the one where he's a great detective and Batman is supposed to be 
the world's greatest detective. Yeah, I don't think he's really a detective and... in. Is he a detective in any of the other real films, like like live action films? No, he's he's more of a, a vigilante. Reacts. Yeah. Oh, someone's yeah. there. I better go. Oh, someone's yeah, there. Exactly. I better go. I mean, the closest one you get is Batman Forever. And that's where he has to figure out that Jim Carrey is the Riddler. And that sort of lands in his lap anyways. Mm-hmm. Edward Nigma, Enigma. I've solved the clues. Uh, yeah, but you solved the clues. You solved the clues that he mailed to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And also, that's, but, that's about it. And I guess but this is also... also um, but I'm. I mean, I get like what. What again is is weird. We just talked about that with Spider Man Three, though. Is I was like, like we know it's Riddler as like the big bad, and then mm-hmm. we know Catwoman's around, and like she's not really a bad guy, but she's like a foil. Yeah. And then, but like also Penguin is around. Right? Do you need to make a three-hour movie about this? Although, from what I understand, it's more of like. A little bit like what we talked about, like with Venom. It's it's more like Oswald Cobblepot, due to the events of the Batman, becomes Penguin. So, I like, guess, but of all the heroes you could, or all the villains you could do that with, Penguin's just the dumbest one to do it with. Well, yes and no, because like, so here's my take. And again, we'll obviously like will be revealed in the film, but it's just sort of like if if the the story is is like this is kind of like a. A, a, a sort of a year one thing, right? Where it's mm. like he's 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 new Batman. It like Oswald Cobblepot is a good tie into like just normal organized crime, yeah, and not like super villainy. And then like that I, that's why I can, you could kind of see like the Oswald Cobblepot just being a like a, a capo or something in the mob, and then like as a result of Riddler throwing the city into complete chaos, just like leaning into it. But apparently, uh, why am I blanking on the guy who was playing Penguin? It's the guy from Miami Vice and the guy from Lobster and, you know, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Apparently desperately, desperately, desperately wanted the, the, the cigarette and couldn't get it. (laughs) Couldn't get the long cigarette for some reason. Really? Yeah. He was like, oh. what? <laughs> it was like, I really want to. They were like, you can't can't smoke in superhero movies or whatever. And he's like, but it's like a grisly, gritty reboot, whatever. And uh, so you, you duct tape a guy's head shut and let him suffocate to death. Yeah, exactly. But somehow. But isn't that like wild? Like that you can't smoke as Penguin. Yeah. Like... Yeah, Peril's portrayal is not. He was like, but not for lack of trying. So it's apparently Warner Brothers has like a a complete like blanket ban on I'm portrayal smoking. of on smoking uh, in anything that's uh, PG thirteen. So it's like you need the you need the R thing. So he's like, yeah, he's like, so yeah, exactly. He wanted a smoking a cigar, and he was like. He's like, I fought valiantly for that cigar. He's like, I once thought he said, I don't even have to light it. I can just carry it around. <laughs> and he was like and they were like no a bunch of 12 year olds are going to start smoking Cuban cigars because the penguin smokes them in the movie <laughs> <laughs> there's a character in Picard who holds a unlit cigar 
He's one mm-hmm. of the Enterprise cap or Starship captains. He just has it with him. It's like his quirk. Like uh, like the 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 Will Smith song. It's for the look. I don't light it. <laughs> yeah, he just chews on it. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, I get it a little bit more because this was actively a kid's movie, but Emma Stone said the same thing when she was like, so many of her readings, she was like, desperately want the long cigarette for Older, yeah. for Cruella. Like, she was just sort of like, there's so many scenes where she was just sort of like, and then I would take the drag of a cigarette and just be like, no, you're not allowed. Yeah. I get it as a blanket rule. Yeah, I, I so know. here's the thing, and I know, and I know that some movies, and I, I guess not Warner Brothers, but I know that some movies have allowed like exceptions for bad guys, where they're like, the villain is smoking, and smoking is bad. Do you know what I mean? So like, they've kind of like they they can go through that door of being like, yeah. no, kids aren't looking up to the penguin. <laughs> like, you know, like who's yeah. gonna be like, yeah, hey, you know who my guy is? the penguin gross yeah whatever kid comes to that realization it's a mistake anyway uh aw revolution aw revolution baby la revolution yeah what a what a card what an evening of wrestling who knew all it would take is to get rid of cody rhodes and kenny omega well, I mean, come on. They, they, they've had very good cards before, no, including those two guys. It, it did um, – it was not to say refreshing because I, did, I didn't hate them as much as a lot of people did. But the crazy, like, the Deep South overbooked Cody matches yeah. were, like, getting draining. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, everybody's got to run in, and anyone who's involved with anyone has – like like just like ten different people and ten different storylines coming together and and you could tell it was his like his love for deep south style oh, for dusty that, booking. But... dusty booking for sure uh I think the worst thing that Cody Rhodes did was start his own training group faction didn't, but then he didn't need any him. of that, yeah, but didn't need any of that, yeah, the nightmare family was dumb, mm-hmm. And unnecessary, but yeah, and then uh, it, yeah, and it, just been it was on the pre show, but also Don Callis doing the, the tease of Kenny Omega, and I'd be like, That's yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> also great, great. Also, uh, yeah, so I was like watching it with, with Walter and, and Lawrence, and I was like, when uh, Punk started doing his uh. His entrance, like the, I was like, oh shit, it's the AFI song or whatever. And like Walter's like, yeah, but like you and that guy are the only ones who know this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, 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 t- t- like they found a couple guys, like, yeah, but everyone else is like, you're really getting excited to sing Cult of Personality and now it's coming out in loose, <laughs> loose basketball shorts to a song we've never heard in our lives. But I'm like, Perfect. no, you should come out in a- to the AFI track. <laughs> It's perfect. It's great. And a dog collar match. A dog collar match. Talking about Deep South booking. Man, I was all over that. Because I'm a huge fan of the Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine dog collar match. And And also... uh, Keith, have you seen that match? I might have. I watched the best of Deep South, the whole thing. that's, That's the one where Piper gets permanent hearing loss from getting hit in the head with a chain. 
Do you, do you know how hard you have to get hit in the head with a chain to damage your eardrums? I mean, I feel like not as hard as you think, because I really do not think that MJF expected on just destroying Punk's back in one shot. <laughs> like, his back just got immediately chewed up from one hit. So I don't yep. know. I don't know how hard you need to hit someone with the chain, because I was like, I don't think that was like... Because Punk, Punk hit MJF a bunch in the back, and MJF's back never like obliterated i was like well yeah. you went in a little went in a little stiff with that chain shot and punk's back looks screwed up if you cash it with the end of the chain rather than the middle of the swing it was the whole, was the whole length of it though right it yeah. wasn't just like one welt it was like in, the entire like like chain marks across the entire thing i was like what i mean at the very least catching that gts onto the tax helped make up for it also <laughs> that stupid ref Stupid, stupid rep. Brought his hand down in the count into tax, and it's like, ow. And then, like, pulling them out, I was like, oh, no. I was just like, buddy, you're the referee. That's that's not needed. At all. <laughs> they have boots on and stuff. Like, it sucks in your hand. You just kept seeing him doing it, like, pulling tax out of his yep. hand. I was like, ugh, what a bummer. Uh, all of that was bad. And then you saw Sting climb way up high. Yeah, we were like, oh no, Sting. He was 62 years old. Yeah. 62 years old. And jump and he off. Went, he went through one of the service tunnels in the arena. Over yeah. from the top of one of the service tunnels in the arena. Yeah. So that's at least, what, 12 feet? At least, yeah. Maybe even 15. Like, and he stood on high. top of the railing. Yeah. And someone, Lawrence was like, if you, if you go back in time to like late 90s WCW and you're like, by the way, 25 years from now, Sting is going to like dive off and it's like weirdly not going to be like sad and pathetic. It's going to be part of a really good match involving yep. a lot of young talent. Like it's not a, this isn't a weird Terry Funk situation. Like mm-hmm. Sting is going to take an insane bump in like a relevant feud with a lot of up and coming wrestlers. You'll be like, what? Why? But he's am, old now. Like, he's old now in WCW. <laughs> like, I am 20 years younger than Sting, and that would send me to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if it didn't. He did not appear in the match after that. Well, he showed up in the middle of the ring, and they both raised his hands. Yeah. And and that wasn't even the craziest bump of that match. The Spanish fly off the oh, south yeah, and, his, and Sammy's leg just... Like I was like, oh, Sammy's leg got clipped, and then like every time they cut back, like there was like a purple splotch that was growing <laughs> up his leg. I was like, oh. he's 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 bruising in real time. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and we were just like, oh, it's going to be just like a maybe like a little brawl on the outside, whatever. There was no reason, like especially in in the booking of that card, there was no reason for that match to have just gone like completely off the rails. Right? Why? Why did they need to make that one the extreme match? You already had so many others. There yeah. was a ladder match. There was the Punk match. Yeah. Oh, no. There was the Moxley, uh, Daniel Bryan match. I love that. That was also great. People were like, "Oh, like what about the finish?" But I'm like, "But the finish is what like makes it great, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like, like the no, but not like William Regal aside was that it was like it was a lucky pin. Yeah. So there was not like a clear decisive victory like absolutely it was a victory clean victory Mm -hmm. 
but a, like a quick thinking move just before yeah. tapping out. Yeah, just just quick quick roll up and and that's it. And then and then I'm all about that faction. Yeah, mm-hmm. I go like I hope he's not an I hope Regal isn't in as an authority figure. I hope he's in as a like as as just their dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> William Regal's role is just to be John Moxley and Brian Danielson, so that Moxley stays a face, Danielson stays a heel. But like Regal's like, you're right. We should run this place and train people. And train people exactly. That's because they talk about like grabbing the young talent and training them, and man, throwing Regal as that that puts him way above QT Marshall as far as training people. Yeah, exactly. Also above Taz. Above Taz. Also, man, uh, Jurassic uh, Jurassic Express finisher was redonk. Yeah, they used a Doomsday device, right? No, no, no. They did the Doomsday device on someone. It was a springboard Doomsday device, first of all. Right. Which was also cool. spotting. <laughs> so, like, uh, jump, bounce, and then, then clothesline someone. But uh, Luchasaurus, like, flipping uh, one of the Jacksons, like, over his head, and Jungle Boy, like, catching him into a sit-out, like, powerbomb. I didn't see it. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's right in the finishing sequence. I was like, what? <laughs> like, completely, complete insanity. Yeah, that yeah that match was crazy. Here's here's the weird thing. End of that card, no title changes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that on Reddit, and they were just sort of like they're like that's got to be one of the most like memorable pay per views with no title changes, and like right. and arguably, I mean, I guess like you could say that like some of the titles retaining, like no upset wins, right? Like I mean, other than Kingston, Kingston was the only Kingston like, was an upset win. Yeah, because you don't think that. How many times can Jericho put someone over in a row before you start to worry about damaging his character? Yeah. But at the same time, you also have a, like, how many times can you put Eddie Kingston on the pay-per-view to have Kingston always lose? Right. <laughs> so it was, like, it was like the the battle of guys that generally put people over. Like, So that was like, it could kind of go either way. And that's why I think it, ma- it makes a lot of sense, I think, for Kingston to have gone over like the way he did because you have to you want to keep him as your as your mini boss. So he's gotta like sometimes win. Sure, but you can't have Jericho be Le Champion and then Well yeah, but job. it's an easy it's an easy thing to do though, because Jericho's like a good enough performer and whatever else to, to he can now at, at any point in time he can be like, Oh man, I've lost it. And then that becomes the story. Yeah. Right? Like like he just Except he just he did that he did that to Shawn Michaels. <laughs> like sure, but I mean, that. like, yeah, but I mean, you've seen a lot with Chris Jericho. Like, I was like, if Chris Jericho to like turn the turn a page and and, and shift something up kind of naturally, is it would not be surprising at this stage yeah. in his career. He can he can work. No, no, it it's work. time to reinvent himself or dig up something old and do that again. <laughs> dig up a list. Uh, <laughs> I'm then... the Lion Tamer. What Lionheart? What this? Yeah. Uh, Jade and Ty was fine. They they really disserviced themselves, I think, by not like having a veteran in to just sort of like coach the flow of the match. Like it really, it really, it looked like two perfectly uh, good wrestling prospects wrestling a pretty good match. But I was like, there the the lack of like a real like ring psychology veteran in the match just sort of I was like, this is fine. Like, or even just something else to like 
mix up the flavor. Like even throw Riho in there. Yeah, or uh, I mean, yeah, exactly, Riho. But or I was like, you also like you have you have Ruby Riot who could just mm-hmm. be around, who's also eating losses left, right, and center as part of her like maybe she can't go kind of thing. So like it's yeah, you know, somehow oh. mix her in. And then uh, and 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 sadly. It, I felt, felt kind of lost on the card because it was great. Was uh, Brit and uh, Brit and Thunderosa? Yep. It was like real, real good, real strong women's match, but on like a on a card that stacked. Like, she was wed. She came in. That match was right after the Punk MJF match. Yeah. Was tough. It? Tough was to it follow. After the tag match. No, it was after Punk MJF and then the tag, the trios, tornado yeah. trio match. Yeah. Wedge right between those two. <laughs> That's, yeah, like a, that's a tough spot in the card. No one's, you've uh, got to go to the bathroom at some point, man. Like, no. and, again, and not, not to say the old like the women's like women's wrestling is the bathroom break, but like, like Good I had to like her. I had to sprint. I, here's when I went to the bathroom. It was after the MJF and Punk entrances, and I was like, "There's a good two or three minutes of them putting this chain on." <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I know this is going to take a little bit of time. Yep. This is, they're going to make a show of it. It's like this is this is the run to the washroom time for me. Nah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm there for Britt Baker matches because something yeah. goes wrong and she's going to elevate it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And then yeah. the uh, Cole and, and Paige was just that. I, I missed that one. I went to bed. Well, it was it's, midnight it's, when that match yeah, was starting. Yeah, it, it, it it's a. And this is one of those like spoiled wrestling fan things, which is like it's that like it's that perfectly simple five star match, you know? Like yeah. it's like you're like, oh yeah, it was just like was it was it probably like at least a four or five star match? Absolutely, but you're like, it's it's kind of that like that Kenny Omega thing where you're like, yeah, these matches are really good and they're technically great start to finish. These guys really know what they're doing. But, like, there isn't enough, like, other than, <clears throat> like, I guess right before the the pay-per-view when, like, Red Dragon and Cole, like, duct tape into the ring and, like, kick him a bunch in the face. I was like, there's no, like, emotional reason that these guys hate each other yeah, or, or whatever. So they're just going to wrestle, like, absolutely an incredible match start to finish. It's great counters, great, great wrestling they're, they're both very good wrestlers. It's just like I was like, you're 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 not MJF and and Punk. <laughs> Where I, you know, here's strange take for me. I don't like Adam Cole that much. I don't get him. I don't. I don't. He's a, he's Young Shawn Michaels. Yeah. No, I don't even get that. Oh my him. god! Though one thing that it was not five stars was his ring gear. The weird Spartan armor. <laughs> like, but, like when we say Spartan Chief. armor, like, like exactly. Master when we say Chief. Spartan army, mean like from Halo. But like, so yeah. imagine you just show up as just like wearing Master Chief's shoulder pads, not like a whole Halo outfit, even. That's and you know, like, wh- why? There's lots <laughs> of wrestlers I could take that from, but what part of his character says video game nerd? And yeah, like not... Jade Cargill came as Jade. From Mortal Kombat, that's fine. Their names are both Jade. It's okay. She died her hair green. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, yeah, she's Jade from the video game because her move is jaded and her name is Jade. That's fine. It's okay. 
But just like a Master Chief, but not really just like sexy Master Chief wearing his shoulder pads. Boom, baby. Boom. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of get it's it's that same. I also kind of feel real bad for for FTR because <laughs> I was like, FTR, they're like we're going to be the hyper technical wrestlers, and then they sign Red Dragon, and they're like also us. <laughs> so now you have yeah. like the two the two no you have two no frill super technical tag teams, and FTR is like, damn it, and they're like only we're really good friends at the Bullet Club, and they're like, damn it, <laughs> you know like. Getting that elite rub. <laughs> I mean, sure, but all the tag teams. Give me all the tag teams. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what sure. I want. And we didn't really talk about the the ladder match, though. The... Yeah, big guys tearing ladders in half. That was great. Big guys. <laughs> the 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 Orange Cassidy doing the 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 ladder in the middle of the ring helicopter spot. Then big guy stopping him from doing it, and then him being like, just pulls himself up onto the ladder to go for the ring. <laughs> uh, Wardlow going up the ladder with two guys on his back. Yeah, also great. And uh, Danhausen cursing somebody. Ah, I mean, just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no wrestling, no bumps, just pointing at a guy and slowly walking away. Uh... And and There's then Ricky, Star- Ricky Stark's probably dying. I think that looks so weird. The power bomb onto the steps, like he just went down like too fast. The the young guys, right? It's uh, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, the, the, um, the four pillars, the four pillars. Yeah, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, MJF, and Sammy. And Sammy, uh, I don't think it's too far a stretch to say Ricky Starks is right there. He's close. He's I like, just, he's got like. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's mixes. right there. He's definitely like the next, the next crop. I think. Like, I, I, there's something about him that I, I can see him having that rock ability to flip, heel face, and and pull it off with the fans. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I just, he's getting like. Yeah, he, I think he just kind of needs to get away from Taz. Sort of like, like, because it's just like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, like team, team Taz is just kind of like, they're just like always sort of cheating and there's too many run-ins and there's too many, whatever. Like mm-hmm. he needs like a couple like legit heel wins. Yeah. Just like, like not, not just FTW champion and whatever else. Like, I think he's, I think it's it. I, he's probably like of the, of the young dudes, like up there with the, the guys who are, a probably like probably the next big single star underneath those four guys is Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's there's something about him that I like. He's got smarm, but it doesn't come across as like MJF, where it's, MJF is never going to be anything but a heel. You saw the thing on uh, on Dynamite where like well the, the the two promos on Dynamite, like the first like the nope. MJF crying, but you heard about it or nope, nothing. Oh my god, dude! So you missed you missed out so much, so much of that match, like. So MJF, MJF cuts a cuts a promo being like he's like a lot of people don't know this but like I was bullied like I was like bullied hard like where he's like I you know like was just one of the few Jewish kids at school like picked on whatever he's like but I was pretty good at football he's like 10th grade made the football team and I was like finally maybe they're going to stop picking on me like I'm an athlete now I can like hang out with the jocks and like my teammates come up to me 
and they're like, like, Hey, Maxwell and whatever. And I'm like, finally, like I'm going to have friends or whatever. And then he's like, they just took quarters and threw them at me and told me to pick them up off the floor. Cause like, cause that's what I would do and all that stuff. And he's like, and I went home and I went home and I didn't cry. And you know why I didn't cry? Cause it was Friday night and I was going to the arena to watch wrestling. And my favorite wrestler, CM Punk was going to be wrestling and like, and this and that. And he's like, and like, there's like the photo of him, like the autograph. He's like, there's the, the whole autograph. He's like, that might've just been like a random signing for you, but that was the most important day for my life. And you know what you did punk? You took your ball and you went home. My hero <laughs> left me and it was the only reason. And he's like crying while he's sitting there. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I was like bullied kid with ADHD, this and that. And like, and punk comes out and he's like, it's, it's, is it true? Like, is it true? And, and, and like MJF is just like, yeah. And just like walks out. <laughs> you're like, you're like, whoa, A plus. And then the next week punk comes out and punk is like, I've been beating myself up. Like, and he's like, I'm a, I'm a bad, he's like, I've done bad things in this industry. I've like tormented an addict to the point where he had a relapse. I've poured alcohol down an alcoholic's mouth. I, covered myself he's like uh, with the ashes of a beloved wrestler's manager <laughs> he's like i've done terrible things in this industry and he's like but i'm trying to do better and if i've like let max down that hard i need to think that like something it's like and he's like and max comes out no no theme song whatever and like like tears in his eyes and like punk goes for the handshake and and max goes in for the hug and like everyone's just like like cheering whatever, and then just like Max just low blows him, kicks him in the balls, <laughs> and he's just sort of like he's like, you need to understand, Punk, I am the devil, and just like cuts like gashes him open, bleeding him. Max smears blood all over himself and everything so else. Good. And you're like, this is insane. That's what I was saying. I was like, like that build. You're like, oh yeah, the only thing I want in the world is to watch this blow off match, like. Yeah, it was amazing. And and yeah, and like a, you know, just like that those two guys like have just put over like yeah, they had a couple of matches here and there, but you're just like, yeah, just two the give those two guys ten minutes an episode and they're just gonna like trash each other. Just just put entertainment on the mic all over the place. <sighs> I liked it a lot. And then meanwhile, WrestleMania is around the corner and who cares? But like the the unification that isn't actually a unification because they're going to introduce another belt right after it. Yes. Uh. So dumb. And also, just like oh god, like I get it. Brock's cool. Brock's a big deal. But you just had him be your champion, then your Royal Rumble winner, then your Elimination Chamber winner. <laughs> You're just like get out of here. I don't care. Like it, it just it so thoroughly like castrates the rest of the roster. You're like, is your name Roman or Brock? Well, then who cares? Right. Like I really, I'm glad that Kevin Owens is getting his money, mm-hmm. and is, is I, by all indication, is taking care of his family mm-hmm. completely. Well, that's what I said. I was like, dude. He looked at. He's like, oh, look at like Matt and Sting. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to AEW in 2032. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going there when I'm in my mid-40s. Sign me up. up. 
I'm glad he's doing that. He, he, he's, he's, he's cool as fuck for, for doing that. But mm-hmm. man, I really want to see him wrestle some good matches. Yeah. Him and him and Sammy. And, and Cesaro's and... got Cesaro's just got released too. Yep. And so you you gotta wonder where he's heading. <laughs> like I don't uh, and know. Then, like and, and Ricochet is still there. I really like Ricochet. They did, they signed him. they they signed you know who Swerve is too, right? Swerve, who they signed at, at the pay per view. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Is is Killshot from Lucha Underground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all, all the, the Lucha Underground guys, please. Yeah, exactly. Except for Vampiro, he's okay. You can leave him out. <laughs> he's sure. apparently he's apparently a crazy person backstage. <laughs> like it's like a apparently he comes in with like uh like like big Russo energy a lot of times. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I mean, he is a WCW guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and was like a Russo guy under in WCW. Yeah. <laughs> in addition. But somehow it worked on, on Lucha Underground, because apparently, like, he was most of Lucha Underground's booking. Which is fine, but they all hated being signed to Lucha Underground. Yeah, but I think that that was a business thing. That was that was the contracts were bad. Like that wasn't necessarily like they thought they were making a bad product. It's that the contracts were bad. That's true. So I mean, like that doesn't necessarily like. Does that make him maybe like a shitty booker from a contract level? Yeah, but that still might mean he's has a creative head. That's good. But uh, who knows? I I still I still can't believe Dario Cueto is not on. He's in another thing. He's in some. He's in. Uh, it's not AAA, but it's MCW. One... Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's there with Mil Muertes. Yeah, which is great, and that's awesome. And it's it's a bilingual show too, so he gets to yeah. flex in both. Yeah, and I want to see him everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> He's my favorite and, and part of that show. Just open up the forbidden door, Tony. And I guess okay. we didn't really talk about that, and nobody knows how it's going to work because they stopped making new shows. But uh, Tony Khan bought ROH, so. I guess. What is Which that? Is it's weird. going to be their NXT. But like they already have that. They're going to rebrand uh, like Elevation as because because right now there's nobody nobody's on contract, right? So I think he just bought the logos yeah. in the library because all of the contracts ended on the last pay per view. Like they're like there's no wrestlers that they they don't acquire any talent with the purchase of ROH apparently. Well, you know what? It does make sense when you have. Brian Danielson and CM Punk on your marquee shows to have access to that library. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, even even Moxley, right? They they they, they showed yeah. that in the they showed the ROH stuff, and you're like, but gosh, and, and, and guys like, like Jay Lethal and the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, <laughs> Adam Cole, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Briscoes hovering around on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Even Riley and Fish, I'm pretty sure, did ROH runs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, and I, they be they gotta, just because I feel that WWE did him dirty, like he didn't get a proper send off or whatever else like that. I was like, I I hope, maybe even because I liked him as an announcer, but I was just sort of like, just like give me like a six month program with Joe. Like I was like, just as a as a proper, if he's if he's done, like if he's actually like, kind of done with wrestling, just give him a proper program to go out with i was like he just went out like with such a fizzle and a fart like in wwe and i was like joe is so good like man that 
that 2005 match with Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe with the triple yeah. threat for the title. That match is bonkers good. Super good. And even and even in WWE, he had super like the the NXT stuff with Joe was amazing. Yep. Like Joe is so good. Like just one of those like can generate instant believable like monster heel vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're like, this guy's gonna kill you. Like, yeah, dangerous. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Super dangerous. good on the mic and just sells it. Zippy guy. Not a lot of people built like him. Not a lot of people with like that move set, whatever. And like, doesn't come off as like like comes off as a monster without being like built like a monster. Yeah, it doesn't need to be seven foot tall. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But just you're just sort of like, oh shit, Samojo's gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, who, I just who would you run him with? Like, like right the, now? the TNA guys. Like you're saying, like, like, like who would he, like, like, who'd he, like, who'd he feud? Yeah. <clears throat> They'd kill Sammy Guevara. Like, that, like that, to me, that would be the feud. Would be, give me a, give me a three-match program with Sammy Guevara where he just, you know. Sammy gets, he underestimates him. Sammy gets a lucky win. Sam, then he murders him. And then Sammy goes over in the rubber match. Hmm. I just find like like the, like, like if you're you're you want to put over one of the young guys, and I think that would look real great, and I think that would be my my choice of feud. So how would you book it? Sammy goes after some of the old guys first. Yeah, yeah goes so after like, goes after Frankie. Yeah, exactly. Take takes out Kazarian, could take out Cage, <laughs> whatever else like that, and then just being like. You know Christopher what? Daniels, Christopher Daniels runs in to try to stop things. I'm not wrestling anymore. I'm a backhand. Like well, a actually, no. Right now, Sammy's, right now, Sammy's a bit of a face, so that doesn't necessarily work. But he could, he could, like, 100% go against MJF for that reason. Mm-hmm. MJF, just, MJF is just like MJF shitting you know, on the old times, and then just like boom, not, boom, not boom, just boom, on boom. the old times, but like <laughs> that South Florida wrestling promotion. You guys were just pretenders the whole time. Yeah. All, like dissing all of them. Everything you guys did there was fake. It was second rate. You were yeah. minor league. Yeah. I'm tired of you even being around here anymore. And then just like, yeah, Joe comes out. Be great. Yeah. Huge pop. Like I said, it doesn't even need to be just like a, a short short little program. I think that'd be super fun. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I take it. Uh we've talked for about an hour. I did want to talk about the Habs and and their inexplicable winning. <laughs> Calgary's the best team in the West. What happens? Uh, Edmonton has the best two players in the league. What, what they, they won. They won five two and had two disallowed goals. Right. Like, stop it. <laughs> like why? And it's like I know everyone's like yeah, but like they're like they're so low in the standings. It still doesn't like doesn't make a difference. But I'm like it's they've starting won, to. I'm like we're not last them. anymore. Like I'm like we're not dead last. <laughs> It's weird. Uh, it is weird. And fine. Uh, I'm happy Cole Caulfield is scoring. Yeah. But then everything, will, everything will get fixed at the trade deadline when we lose all of the support players. I guess. It's I mean, a little like, bit sad that uh, the Hamburglar got hurt again. Poor Andrew Hammond. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, um, it, it, it's just what, I, what is, I think, infuriating now. And I guess, like... Ken Hughes must be like, whew, thank goodness. Because, like, what's infuriating about this, especially if Benjamin was still in charge, was you're like, 
everybody was like, Ducharme is not a good coach. Like, okay. if you just, like, pulled the trigger off the first slide in November, now all of a sudden maybe? I'm not, I'm not saying there's Stanley Cups written with our name, but, I'm like, well, at least uh-huh. we'd have a season to give a shit about. You know, I'm like, give me give me the Habs, like, give me the Habs with a, 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 a shallow playoff run anytime because that at least means that I had, like, 82 games that I cared about for the rest of the season because I have not cared about any of these games. You know, no. like... And but also no, it's just the big mistake was signing Ducharme to a three-year contract. Yeah, didn't need to. Should no, that's what I'm saying. He was interim. Thank you for your service. (laughs) There's another guy. Here's one more year as as full-time coach. It's a one-year contract. Prove prove it's yours. And then, but I feel when it when it went tits up immediately, like they could have fired him in December. People were calling for his head in December. Yeah. But they were looking at those millions of dollars they had put on the table already. I don't think they even cared at that point. Like, like the, you, you, the, like, the team you did. Can... Jeff Molson did. I mean, as as one of the stupid rich teams or whatever, I feel that like there's there's you can cut losses. Like, dude, I like I, there is no I mean, way. Yeah, yeah, he was paid like whatever three home games worth of profits. Yeah, exactly. And and on top, and the thing is though is. You're, if you're Jeff Molson, like you're already playing to like empty arenas and shit. Why not at least like who cares? Fire that guy. And if you get the team winning and your arenas fill up, yay! You know what I mean? Like I. That being said, there is something positive for this team to finally bottom out. Just to do it the, once. It's the wrong year. It's the wrong year. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. They're, they're saying Shane Wright might be a Patrice Bergeron. Uh, yeah. That guy's got a couple of Stanley Cup rings. And they, and they keep up the. I saw another thing once again of like pumping the tires about signing Bergeron. So, <sighs> why? Which, so here's why: if he takes a stupid discount to be your like third line center or like your second line center next year, and is like there to like. So apparently, this is the, the pitch to Bergeron. Is apparently like you're from here. <laughs> Move here, do a couple seasons as a player, and then we like slide you into the front office because of his relationship with Hughes. You get to like live at home, families at home, and then you get your cushy office job with the Canada Yangs working with your your agent Kent. Yeah, or you go sign in Tampa for one year. You take your yeah, sure. spot. Yeah, I'm not saying there's no there's no reason for him to do it, but I mean, but it's like that becomes I think more of a pitch because the guy has won his cups and whatever. You know, like like if if he didn't have a cup, absolutely go go sign in Tampa, sign in Colorado for like a dollar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like that I get, but he already has those. So I was like a pair, I was like, man, I would as a locker room guy, as a guy, like, if you're, like, if you want a center on the ice to help, like, develop your Nick Suzuki, I feel you could do way worse mentors than Patrice Bergeron. I mean, I understand it. I've seen this happen before too many times. Veteran be, free agent like, center comes to Montreal, signs elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I, I, I don't think getting excited about it makes any sense. Steven but... Stamkos played hockey with P.K. Subban since they were little kids. He's coming up to be a free... Oh. Womp womp. Yeah, but that's it. But I think the Don only... Tavares is a free agent. Let's see. Let's see what kind of offer. Oh, he met. He met with the Canadians. 
It just happens all the time. It must just pump pump the prices way up because you know our offers are ridiculous. <laughs> like that's it. But, but that's it. Is that like? But the the reason the reason I think this one has at least some believability is like your Stamkos and your Tavares and like all this. You you're trying to sign superstars like when Puck drops next season, Bergeron's thirty seven. Like yeah. I don't, you're not, you're not signing Patrice Bergeron height of his powers, you know. Like you're, you're signing a 37 year old who probably has like, it's pretty good situational awareness, real good face off win if you want to give him defensive zone face off mm-hmm. wins, all that stuff. I'm like, you're not signing Patrice Bergeron. You're signing a mentor for Nick Suzuki. Like that's, you're not expecting. I mean, I guess who knows? Habs expect everything from every player, but because of the Corey Perry's in this world, yeah, but. But yeah, that's it. Like, I wouldn't be expecting like, you know, point a game Patrice Bergeron or anything. Like, but I, as a as a mentor for Nick Suzuki, I would take it. Sure, I would. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Man, who knows? Yeah. I'll take it. Someone on uh, just when I, I just googled Patrice Bergeron to check his age, uh, and in the like, people also ask, "What is Patrice Bergeron's real name?" <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, I guess, to his to his credit, he is a, technically he is a hyphen. He's Bergeron Cleary. But someone that's been Googled enough. What is Patrice Bergeron's real name? That's weird. That's definitely a thing. Is he doesn't like the way it looks on a jersey? It's too many words. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then, but so real t- real talk though. Um, when was he drafted? Was he was he he must was he drafted straight by the Bruins? Did he do his whole career there? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, when he was drafted by the I Bruins, mean, why didn't he? Why wasn't he just like just got signed to Boston? My name is Patrick Cleary. <laughs> Pat you Cleary Boyle. Yeah, exactly, man. Pat Cleary playing for the Bruins. Everyone would love it <laughs> <laughs> until he opened his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Patrice Bergeron, Pat Cleary. That would be hilarious. Uh, I think this was the nine to five entertainment system. Everybody, it's true. We talked about all the pups and cultures. Yep, and by that we mean Spider Man and AEW and Batman. That's right. I feel this. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's good. Stick around. Uh, go to our patreon.com slash 9to5cc where we're going to talk about some of the worst superhero movies ever made and apparently a terrible TV show with a really good cast. The best cast. The, the best greatest, cast. The greatest discrepancy between quality of show and quality of cast. Since movie 54 or whatever? No, it's a TV show. Fuck that. Yeah, movie. no, but I'm saying, but you wait, like, exactly. Movie 43 was the worst. But the greatest discrepancy between quality of cast and quality of, of product. No, that cast has been ruined because of the product. All of these people are terrible now. Uh, hey. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. 
If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.